This is the limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is Angel Garza. Will Ospreay. Hornswoggle. Pentagon. Junior. The villain, Marty Scow. The Mexican Ray Phoenix. King Ricochet. Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the busted wide open. 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 Busted wide open podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to BWO Live, coming to you from Twitch. This is the Patron Mailbag, episode number 50. Ooh! 5-0, we've done 50 episodes of the Patron Mail. My name is Nick Howell. Nifty, nifty, look who's 50. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to the Patron Mailbag episode. That's right, this is the show where our lovely, phenomenal patrons ask us questions, and we answer them right here live on Twitch and in your ear holes on the podcast platforms as well. Thank you to all of our patrons who help run this show. You guys are the grease that greases our wheels and our gears, and you're you're what keeps my lights on right now. So thank you very much for that. And it is our honor, our duty, and our pleasure to answer your questions on this show. And hopefully it entertains all the rest of you who are listening in. And if you are not yet a patron and you want to ask a question, it's never too late. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash BWO. Sign up for one of our lovely reward tiers, and you too can ask a question on this show and have us answer it in whatever format you want. We, we tend to stick to wrestling because it is a wrestling show first and foremost, but it is AMA, so you can ask whatever the heck you want yeah. across all subjects because Nick and I are pretty nerdy dudes and we'll talk about anything. Yeah. So, Except Dragon yeah, Ball Z and anime stuff. That's all you, man. Well, that's fine, <laughs> and you can talk about boats. That's true. I can absolutely yeah. talk your ear talk off about, about boats. Yes, you can. <sighs> All right, well, let's kick it into gear because we got a lot of questions to get through. Thank you very much for that intro there, Sir Ian Dangerous. Josh Sullivan kicking us off. Hi, you fellas. So excited for the G1, especially Murder Grandpa going against Jeff Cobb. So to my question this week, if you could book a fantasy G1 mm. round robin tournament of AEW versus New Japan, Ooh. five people in each block, who would you pick? Okay, let's start. Ooh, five people in each block. So wait, so two blocks, so ten people total from each from each promotion. Um, uh, five people in each block, two blocks, so ten people total. Right, but ten total from each company, because five from AEW and Block A, five from AEW and Block B, five from New Japan, five from oh, New God. Japan. So ten total. That's a bonus episode. <laughs> no, it's not. It's let's knock it. Let's come All on. Right. Let's. This, this is doable. This is doable. Yeah. New Japan. Uh, we got to pick see. 10 people from each promotion? Yeah. All right. Suzuki, Ishii, uh, Tanahashi, Naito, Osprey, Sonata. I'm losing track. Evil. I don't know how many I've picked. Zack Sabre Jr. That's nine. And and Is that nine? I think so. I, I, I thought so. That's what my hands were doing, but I didn't know if they were keeping accurate track or not. Uh, and finally, did I say Tanahashi already? Yes. I did. Um, then... Toriyanu. Toriano. You got to have Toriano in there. Got to have Toriano yes. in a G1. Yes. There you go. Uh, AEW. Then, uh, 
Uh, AEW. Let's do AEW. So Cody, Cody. Moxley, Cody Moxley, Pentagon Junior. Uh, you take this one. I did New Japan. Come on. Cody Moxley, Pentagon Junior. I agree with all of those. Uh, Lance Archer. Of course, I knew you were going to throw him in there. Did do we say Moxley already? We did say Moxley. Okay. Already. Jericho. Okay. Or Painmaker. Uh, let's have Painmaker Jericho. Even though you sure. even Either though way. you hate the makeup and all of that stuff. I, I don't actually, care. I, I, I don't care. It's it. awesome. It's awesome. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, Silly, and let me fine. keep going. Uh, Brian Cage makes his uh, his G one debut. <laughs> I have a monster come over. A dragon to slay. I knew I should have been the one to pick these. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw in an interest. I'm going to throw in a, a Joey Janela as an interesting one. Joey. Okay. I'm going to throw in Kenny Omega. Oh, thank God. Thank and God. I'm, I'm coming. I lost. I think that's eight. I need two. Help me out with two more. Two more? Uh, right off the top of my head, Darby Allen would be one that would be a lot of fun. Although he's a little small, yeah, a little small, but it could still be could be it could still be interesting. Uh, Jake Hager would be another one I could I could see throwing in there and having some good matches. Um, yeah, uh, I, I mean you know you know who else I would love to see in there as a as a possibility as well is Dustin Rhodes. I think it'd be fascinating to see hmm. Dustin Rhodes uh, going to each one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would actually love to see that. I think he would so, do really well. And actually, like, and I would, I would, I wouldn't even mind sneaking someone in there, like, um, like a Luchasaurus. Although he's not, he's, I think, being kind of protected right now by being in a tag team. Yeah. Um, but like, if you wanted to put someone in there who would actually go in and wrestle, Ricky Starks, Frankie Kazarian, um, you could put in someone like uh, if Pack is back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Throw Pack in there. Scorpio so, Sky. Scorpio Sky. Mm. Yeah. Lots of options. Yeah. But you went for Brian Cage. And Joey Janela. And Joey Janela. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of characters. Yeah. Of course. But that again, I think that would be a cool matchup. And and can you imagine Toriano versus Joey Janela? That would be a masterpiece. We've we've seen Toriano and Colt team up. It would be interesting to see them up. Oh, Brody Lee in the G one. Brody Lee, take out and forget I said Darby. Brody Lee, I'll swap Darby for Brody Lee. Money, yeah, it would be money. Absolutely. There you go, Josh. Who who wins each block? Who wins each block? I guess we'd have to lay out the blocks, right? Yeah, that's 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 the bonus bonus episode episode. right there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep that one in the back pocket, Josh. That's not a bad one. Little 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 uh, Nick and Ian booking the G one, the fantasy AEW New Japan G one. The forbidden door gets opened one day, and it's finally here upon us, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't I know if I want to open any forbidden Jericho's door forbidden open. door. There's no whenever I hear you say that forbidden door gets open, I always think it's something else, and it's it's not appropriate for air. Exactly. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, next up, Abraham says, "What's up? What's, What's up, man? Up? Happy fifty! I can't Thank wait you. for another two more. It's all downhill once you hit fifty-two. Uh, speaking from experience, there, Abe." I, I, didn't, I didn't think you were that old, man. Those promos you cut in the dark rooms. Can't tell. That's why he's in a dark room. Yeah, exactly. It's all it's all special effects these days. Damn kids and their their VFX. <laughs> and their Hope all's well, you gents. Hope all's well with you too, sir. Uh, Ian, you mentioned the Vitch. Is it Vitch or the Witch? We just with V's. It's the Witch. It's, it's the just, Witch it's, last it's, week. 
Is I didn't know if it was like Walter and Walter. It's, like it's like the movie Seven, where it has a seven for the V. Got it. You don't say se, se seven n. You say seven. <laughs> I never thought about that before. Just seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on all the stuff A twenty four puts out. Hereditary is another like the witch that is good, but not your tip for typical horror reasons. What are your thoughts on these types of movies? They're good, but at the end, it's like a what the hell did I just watch type of aftertaste. Also, should the horror genre expand to have a more specific type of labels? Uh, I feel like a good a lot of good movies get lost and don't get watched because of the general label of horror. Some of these movies are not horror. Um, also, saw Train to Busan presents uh, Peninsula at the theater this weekend. It was awesome. You should check it out. Thanks, guys. At the theater, nice. Um, by, and by the way, like I've been waiting for that sequel to Train to Busan, which is a fantastic Korean zombie movie. So yeah, if you have not seen to Train to Busan. It was one of the best movies of was it last year? No, a few years ago now. Was it a couple okay. years ago? Um, so, okay. So a couple questions here from Abe. Let's see. A24 thoughts on A24 love A24. Actually, if I see it's by A24, I will go watch it because I love those kinds of horror movies. I love just mind F horror movies that at the end you sit, go sit there and go, what the hell did I just watch? I love that. It's my favorite kind of horror genre. So watching those A24 movies always like, even if it's something like hereditary, which is very flawed, where the ending, they give too much away, uh, or The Witch, where it's, it's much more kind of very deliberately paced, you would still call it a horror movie, but it's very much a, a specific genre, and A24 has almost created its own genre at this point. You know, you watch The Black Coat's Daughter. It feels like an A24 movie. It's a horror movie, but it's very much A24. Um, that, I, I agree with the, his second point of horror movies needing to have like more labeling beyond that. Um, because there are, there are subgenres in horror, just as there are subgenres in metal. You can say metal and it means a hundred different things. You can say wine. It means a hundred different things. You can say scotch. It means a hundred different things. There's all kinds of different tastes and flavors that you can get. You can say single malt scotch and mean everything from Laphroaig and Lagavulin, which are super peaty and just punch you in the face all the way over to like a, 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 you know, a basic Glenfiddich, which is just very easy drinking and smooth. So it can be the whole spectrum. And the same thing with horror movies, where you can get something that's insane and extreme, like Peter Jackson's Brain Dead, and it's just goofy and fun and bloody, but it's not serious. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you can get a Serbian film or martyrs that just you know ruin your day and possibly your week. Or you can have something in the middle that's like a, a fun slasher, like the Friday the 13th movie, which is they're, you're supposed to be throwing popcorn at the screen and screaming along with your buddies because you're getting you know jump scared. So there's all different kinds of horror movies. There's horror movies for everybody depending on if you even like horror movies at all. And I argue that there are horror movies truly for everybody because some horror movies are basically just bloodier dramas. Um, some horror movies actually even cross over genres. You see something like Bone Tomahawk, which for 90% of the time is a Western. Yeah. It's not even a horror movie. But there's enough horrific elements in it, it gets classified as horror because people who like to watch Westerns would not want to watch Bone Tomahawk because it's so gnarly yeah. when it gets into the horror aspects. Whereas horror fans don't mind a whole bunch of Western in their horror as long as you get those gnarly kills, which you do. So that's, I think, why a lot of other genres get lumped into horror when they cross over into that. It's why, like, for instance, if someone was, a, a um, let's say, a, a rock, like in a rock band or a pop star, and they started using like distressed vocals, like, like metal vocals, in another song, uh, that would get classified as metal because people who listen to pop and or rock 
don't like those kinds of crazy vocals, so it gets lumped into metal. Not That's because where hard anything rock else came from. It's sort of, yeah, except that you don't really get like you don't get the death growls or pig squeals in, right. in hard rock still. But if you did, it would automatically go into metal because it's just too hardcore for that scene. Yeah. So yeah, the horror genre is just insanely huge. So should there be subdivisions? Yes, but I would argue that there already are. It's just that most of the mainstream doesn't do that. You have to dig a little deeper to kind of find how horror fans classify those horror movies. That's what I was so, going to say too. Is yeah. Horror fans have already defined those subgenres for decades now. Yeah. You just, I've got books on, on the history of, of heavy metal where there's like, you know, 28, 30 different chapters on different subgenres of metal, and that's barely even scratching the surface of all the subgenres that have actually that actually exist that people use to to define metal. There's hundreds and hundreds of them to the up to an obnoxious degree, and the same thing with horror. That's so people have been arguing over subgenres of metal and classifications uh, on YouTube for t 15 years now. Well, and the same with horror. Like yeah. people have been arguing about, hey, when did the slasher genre actually start? Uh, it depends on what you consider to be the tropes of the slasher genre. When the right did the idea is Halloween? The, that is absolutely not the right answer. <laughs> that is that is when a lot of the modern concepts became codified. But yeah. there's lots of movies before that uh, that actually did, did that long before that. So I was just saying that to wind you up. Well, we. That's for another show. Yeah. I, I know. I know what we're coming here for. soon. I by knew the way, it, I knew what you were doing. Coming yeah. soon. Horror Palooza. Got my horror it's podcast back coming for up in season October. Three. <laughs> yes. Um, also, I, I promised everyone I put up some horror movie lists up in the group, so I will do that as well. Those are coming. Yes. Awesome. Thank you very much, Abe. Uh, did we answer all the questions here? Uh, I don't know. I just went off. He, he, someone said horror movies. and You, and, you and, love A24. You absolutely think that there should be subgenres, and uh, you haven't seen the sequel yet for Train to Not Busan. yet, but yeah. I can't wait to. It's definitely on my list as well. Thank you very much, Abe. Uh, next up, Martin said, uh, Good day, guys and girls and people called Esbe. Hello. <laughs> I hope you're all doing hello. good. I'm writing this on Saturday, and that's two weeks before we move into our new house. I'm a little yes. more than excited. Congratulations, sir. The Mrs. Kids and I have just finished watching the first two Bill and Ted films. If they remade and recast the first two Bill and Ted's, who would you have play Ted opposite Matt Riddle as Bill? Chucky e. T. Um, who would you have? AJ Styles. Okay. Sure. I say Chucky e. T. Sure. I mean... You want someone who can act goofy? If we're going for looks, oh. that's what I would. I just I see AJ Styles, although he's a little too short, which is a common thing with him. But anyway, what? Yeah, I I don't know where the hell you got AJ Styles from. I'm looking for someone else who's like he could. Like, he's long from hair, San dude. It's from San Dimas. God, San Dimas football Nick. rules. God, that's right. You're the jock, man. I get it. I get where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah, most egregious of you, Nick. <laughs> God, strange things are happening at the BWO podcast. The, the the first two movies are iconic. The the third movie was a travesty. It was awful. Really? I've heard actually good things. It's, I have not seen it yet. It's bad. No. It's, it's not good. That's too bad. Uh, also, when Keith Lee wins the Rumble in a few months, who would you like to see him face and beat at Mania? And who would you like to see as his first feud as heavyweight or universal champion? Ooh. Who does Keith face at WrestleMania? Well, on SmackDown, Roman Reigns is going to be the champ at WrestleMania. Or this is just who we'd like to see. Like, logic out the window, just fantasy book it. It's up to you. I, sure, we can do it either way, I guess. I would have said Keith and Drew, but, well, they killed that sweet little bird in the nest. Uh, 
Mm. Man. I'm trying to even think who would be an interesting opponent for him at this time, the way that they've been booked. I mean, honestly, you know what I would like? Okay, perfect world. Samoa Joe mm. versus Keith Lee at WrestleMania. But they'd have to do a lot of building of Keith Lee to get, or, or Samoa Joe to get to that point. They would have booked Keith, Samoa Joe the way I would have wanted them to book Samoa Joe, and he would not have been so injury-plagued. Um, the other one, and maybe I'm crazy, Brock Lesnar. Pay that off from the Rumble this Pay year. Pay it off from the Rumble this year. Who's this big mother? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite yeah. moments of the year. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. Brock Lesnar and then a Samoa Joe feud afterwards. Wow. I'm going to go Roman Reigns, but I think it's going to be The Rock. Roman and Keith, when it ultimately happens, is going to be awesome. Yeah. If they don't ruin Keith before then. But it, it will be awesome. Just I, the moment I, they had a Survivor Series last year was so great. Yeah. That was just really, really good. Uh, let's see. Who is he going to face afterwards for me? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I had to do the Jacob over in the chat. Oh, God. <laughs> Who do you want to face at WrestleMania? T-Bar. T-Bar. <laughs> I do want him to face T-Bar at WrestleMania one of these years, but I want him to face Dijak, not yeah. T-Bar. Yeah. Why? Why? What I think will happen over the course of the next, what do we got, like six months till Mania? Yeah, we're about halfway. We're, oh, we're halfway there. Um, I really think we're going to see a, some flip-flopping of, of Randy Drew and Keith of the WWE Championship. I think that's what we're about to see. Um, and I think Keith's going to win the Rumble, not carrying the belt, and he's going to go on to face either Randy or Drew at the at the. At this Mania. is the time to throw up the Nick Booking emotes over in the chat there. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's what I really think is going to happen. But if in a perfect world, yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see them not punk out Dijak and have build him to be Ivan Drago. Too late. <laughs> yep. 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 <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with with T Bar. I, I got nothing. I, I, I guess, but better or worse than T Bone? Your thoughts? Worse. Worse than T Bone? Yeah. Okay. What what the hell is a T-bar? It's the back of a Jeep. You know, you have the strut, oh, the T-bar. Okay. No? No. no I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's I, called. It's called a roll cage. That would have been, that's a better name than T-bar. Roll cage? Roll cage. <laughs> roll bar. Oh. Oh, God. Martin, there you go, Martin. Martin, so happy for you, brother. Glad Definitely. you guys finally got your, got your place so sorted happy. out. Peace and love and fried chicken and as Bill and Ted say, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Be excellent. <laughs> Wild stallions, baby. Wild stallions. Rob Hutchins, dubstep Rob is next. He says, hello, Jess. There they are. They're the emotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Congrats yeah. on 50 episodes. Easy question. Thank you. Okay. Best memory from the patron mailbag. Go. Oh, God. That's not easy. That's not easy. That's not easy at all. Uh, uh, put me on the spot here, Rob. Best memory? I don't know, man. I honestly, I don't know. Like I look it's like picking from my kids, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. He didn't say bonus episodes. He's a mailbag. No mailbag. Like this show right here. Easily this one my, we're on my easily my favorite bonus episode moments are me winding you up during the Nick booking stuff. Yeah, well, pff, 
It's not hard to do. Mailbag. You guys ask so many great questions every week. Yeah. That's a that's a lot to uh I'm gonna th- I don't I can't say that for sure this is my favorite. I'd really have to go and then back and like think about like look at all the questions and think about everything that's happened. But off the top, um I gotta say finding out that that Nick killed a hicker in Th- <laughs> killed a hooker in Thailand is one of my top favorite uh episodes. I did not do that. What? I did not kill a hooker. Well, that story in about how, well, maybe not directly, but you were involved in disappearance of a hooker in Thailand. A hooker in Thailand. Okay. No. Well, if you, if you don't know about that one, check Point our episode. Point of order back, and all joking aside, it's in there somewhere where Nick admitted to, to the disappearance of a young, no, uh, a young male <laughs> prostitute in Thailand. It was and- in Barcelona, Spain. <laughs> it was not in Thailand. This isn't Hangover 4. And I was coming out of a club, and I, she pickpocketed me. And yes, she was a working girl. <laughs> I didn't kill. A, I didn't disappear and kill and disappear a hooker in Thailand. <sighs> what were you saying about winding me up, Nick? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Kill a hooker in Thailand. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. So much better. Nick beat up a hooker, hooker in, in Italy or Spain tried, or whatever. Tried to take my wallet. Like I would, I would have given her twenty bucks if she had just asked me. In exchange for what, though, is the question. No, come uh, on. But yes, yeah, <laughs> I'll just, I'll go right now and say that's one of my favorites. But I'm sure if I think harder, I'll think of other great moments too. Don't think too hard. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely blanking right now. Yes, flustered. Rob, I'll think about that one and get back to you. That's a lot of questions we've been through in fifty. If you average fifteen questions per episode times fifty, good lord. Uh, there were some. I think I, I, if I, one, the ones that are coming to me are the Mount Rushmore kind of conversations. I like our different perspectives on who's the best and who's been most influential oh, to us. Those are brutal. Uh, we've as, had we've had whole fans. bonus episodes on that before. Yeah, and just any of those where we're. Not necessarily recasting or booking or anything like that, but just sort of picking who our most influential wrestlers are as fans ourselves. Not maybe not who we think is the best in like statistics kind of categories, but I, I love when we do those sort of hypotheticals around who we think who was the most influential on us. Those that's probably my my mm. favorite ones. I love lightning rounds because they're energetic. Yeah, that's a good point. Esme. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But lots of lots of good times on the show. Like I always look forward to the show. Yeah. And thank you to anyone who listens to it because it's 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 basically just us <laughs> rambling on stuff that that's that's so much fun to talk about. Yeah, so I love it. Rob awesome. also threw in. He said, "Also, congrats, Martin. Very excited for you and the family." So, Amen. Throwing some Amen. love out to Martin as well. Thank you, Dubstep Rob. Uh, next up, Brandon S. Hey, fellas, congrats on 50 amazing episodes. Thank you for allowing the phenomenal ones to ask questions each and every week. I look forward to giving you my uh, giving and you answering my question every week. We yeah. love them, Brandon. Thank you very much. Amen. What are some of your favorite and least favorite TV shows, and why? A couple of my favorites are Big mm. Bang Theory, Lucifer, Flash, and Arrow. Mm-hmm. So, Ian, what are some of your favorite TV shows? Do you have like a top Man. three of all-time favorite TV shows? Of all-time shows? Cheers. Um, has definitely got to be one of my tops of all time. Uh, my problem is I don't watch a whole lot of TV other than wrestling. <laughs> like, I really well, nowadays, don't watch I mean, yeah. I watched a crap ton of X-Files back in the day, but I can't say it's my favorite because that show just went off the rails so hard. Yeah. Um, and I've been let down by so many TV shows. Like I wanted to like American horror story and it just keeps jumping the shark. 
I wanted to like uh, Game of Thrones, and it was fantastic for six and a half seasons. Uh, and then com- I, I can't even watch it now because the ending was so bad. Uh, Lost, the same way. Lost was so good uh, for so long. And then I, I started feeling like they didn't know where they were going and yeah, they were making stuff Lindelof up as they went. Happened is what happened to Lost. Well, and that's the problem is that they kept saying, oh, in the writer's room, yeah, we know exactly what's going to happen. Um, you know, we're just, we're just laying it out as we go. And I got that feeling like they had an X-Files where like, no, you don't have any idea where you're going. You just are making it up as you go. And after the show ended and they had that bullcrap ending, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were making it up all along. It's like, no kidding. No wonder your show was garbage. In fact, Lost actually might be one of my least favorite shows because it was so obvious they had no idea what they were doing or where they were going. And they were flying by the seat of their pants, which is one of the big beefs I have with WWE a lot of the time. Like, know where you're going, otherwise your show is going to be crap. And that's a good example. Yep. Um, Sopranos is, a, is, is up there as one of my tops. Right now, I'm in the middle of watching Legion, which y'all don't sleep on Legion. Oh, really? It is fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like a little bit in the Marvel Universe. Uh, if you know the comic books at all, I don't yep. want to spoil it. It's a big spoiler. Don't spoil it in the chat, guys, as far as, as what the show is really about. But it's, that show is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I'm enjoying the crap out of that right now. Uh, I'm also working my way through Parks and Recreation on the recommendation of one JB, mm. uh, who told me that I had to watch that before it got off of Netflix. So I'm enjoying the crap out of that as well. So I'm throwing that out there. That was a lot. You like a lot. For someone that says they didn't want to watch a lot of TV, that's a lot of TV. <laughs> Relative to how much TV's out there? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, formative on. shows for me uh, were definitely late 90s, early 2000s, especially early 2000s. Um, West Wing it was probably is probably one of my favorite shows. And, and you know, in, in those formative years of my late teens and early 20s, it really helped shape a lot of my, uh, with, without Aaron Sorkin meaning to, I'm assuming, really shaped a lot of like my personal belief systems and politics and things <laughs> like that. Uh-oh. Right. Um, uh, the Shield. The Shield is easily my Shield's all-time damn favorite show. TV show. It's, it's my, it's my favorite show. one. Uh, and I'm going to throw a little honorable mention of Sons of Anarchy in the, as well because they're both Kurt Sutter shows. I'll throw in uh, Babylon 5 and Star Trek Next Generation. But if I, had to pick a, if I had to pick a third one, I mean, Breaking Bad is up there for me. Deadwood is up there for me. Deadwood's a phenomenal show. That was great. But I think if I had to pick three, it would be um, West Wing, The Shield, and Sopranos. Fair enough. Those would be my my big like top three. Game of Thrones, I I really like, but I hate how it ended. Much like Lost, like the first two mm-hmm. seasons of Lost were amazing, and then they started time traveling in season three, and I just <laughs> I flipped the <laughs> I table. Like, I was just like, I'm out, I'm, I'm done. Out. And then was sm- smoke monster. Oh no, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, much it was amazing until we got to the last two seasons, and you could really tell they lost the roadmap of George R. R. Martin. They didn't lose the roadmap. They wiped their butts with it, set it on fire, and and shot it to Mars. Crazy. Brandon says, thank you much, and have a good one. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. you too, thank sir. Thank you very much. Next up, thank Brian Average says, hey, guys, congrats on number yeah. 50. Just think that you're thank already you. halfway to number 100. True. I agree. Yes, we are. True. Very cool. Also, before I get get to my question, congrats to Martin and his family. Look at you guys showing yep. the love. Yep, oh, I love this group, guys. Mm. Thank you guys so much for all this love. 
Uh, my question is as much a question but a possible idea for a mailbag episode. We all ask you questions every week, and you two graciously answer them. Sometimes even turn them into bonus episodes. How do you guys feel of possibly coming up with a special mailbag episode where you ask us, the phenomenal ones, a question for us to answer? Huh. Reading off the answers, like so, we ask like two or three questions. We put up we like a question, and yep. they answer it in the comments, and we just read and and riff on their answers. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Casey Kasem kind of thing, where it's like, I like it. uh, this reader writes in that, uh, yeah, no, that would, I, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> yeah, let's try that. I'll, we'll, we'll set I'm something up, Brian. That's a really good idea. Unless you guys, uh, any of you object, uh, let us know, patrons, uh, one way or the other. But yeah, we'll do something like that. That sounds fun. That sounds cool. That sounds yeah. like fun. I, I mean, that could actually be either a mailbag or a bonus episode. Sure. Depending on how much time you want to spend on it and what the question was. Like, yeah. it'd be cool to actually get everyone's opinion on, like, on their Mount Rushmores or, like, do, um, you know, like, hey, if you guys wanted to see everything go for the rest of the year, you know, book the next six months of WWE and get, like, all of those yeah. ideas, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that would range from some people being like, uh, Keith Lee wins the Rumble and goes on to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania to, like, some people would send in 14 pages. They would Nick book it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we've no, a lot of that fun. idea, no, Brian. Definitely do that. Very um, good call. And, and I'm it, sure at a certain point you guys are sick of us answering questions. That's not true. That's what that's not for. true. That's what this is Come for. On. We love yeah. doing this. Uh, let, let's try this, Brian. If we put it up and we only get like 14, 15 responses, great. We'll do it as a mailbag. But if we get like 30 to 40 to 50 of you patrons that are out there uh, filling in answers, maybe we make that a bonus episode around yep. the holidays or something. You know. That, could be fun. that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Thank you, man. Side note, I'm drinking a German Pilsner called Mary from Hill Farmstead as, Ooh. I, as I type this, as well as laughing that the Falcons blew a 20-point lead again. Yeah. <laughs> as a Panthers fan, screw the dirty birds. I hate them Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to watch Atlanta just reinvent ways to self-destruct. <laughs> Every year, it's their biggest is their biggest <laughs> flop since their Super Bowl collapse. Yes. Like just unbelievable. I'm sorry, anyone who's listened to our show from the Atlanta area who's a Falcons fan, I am so Falcons. sorry, so sorry. <laughs> I, I as as someone sitting on a two and zero Raiders record, we just beat the 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 Saints last night. I'm I am in a place to be magnanimous right now. All right, Chris in the chat said they're the new Raiders, <laughs> the Falcons. <laughs> You know, I'm not a fan of you saying that, but but he you understands. Know what? But the, but the, but I understand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I absolve you. Yes, I absolve you. I can Thank I you, can man. be magnanimous this year. Thank you very much, Brian. Next up, Marshall <laughs> says uh, goodbye mwah, and good night. Bang! Congrats on 50, and happy to say I've been almost last for every one of them. <laughs> Completely <laughs> off topic, but wanted a debate to be settled. Who is the better pilot and why? Captain Pete Mitchell or Maverick from Top Gun or Captain Stephen Hiller, Will Smith, from Independence Day? Mm. As always, I and everyone is much appreciative of the efforts you all put forth. Thank you, sir. Is, is this a serious question? It's Will Smith from Independence Day all, all day, all night. You're, that's why. No, absolutely not. All day, all night. What are you talking about? It, why? One, he, he, he crashed his plane. In order to he he suicided himself in order to crash an alien craft because he couldn't get away from it otherwise. But did he live? Well, I mean, so didn't Mitchell uh, Maverick. But his co-pilot Goose didn't. Well, neither did Harry Connick Jr. as wingman for that matter. You know. 
okay, fine. Did 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 Mitchell ever land on an alien spacecraft with Jeff Goldblum and take down an entire alien armada no, by himself? No, you've got me there. Okay, that's fair. All he did was take down Kelly LeBrock. However, and, and send her to the other side of the playing field anyway. In the early trailers of the new, of the Top Gun sequel, I guess it's going to be after the unfortunate um, Tony Scott suicide. Um. It is teased that he flies something into space. Okay. Does he defeat an entire alien armada while doing it? Well, no. Okay. Then, fair, what's your point? Fair point. I mean, did, did D- Will Smith ever conceded. get grounded you because win. he was too damn reckless and they had to take his wings? Because <laughs> he was a liability, Maverick. You're a liability, Flyboy. I'll have Just you saying. flying rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Will Smith, better pilot. They couldn't ground him. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Thank you very much, Marshall. (laughs) Next up, Billy asks, Hey, guys, congrats on 50. Just a couple things this week. Firstly, a retrospective. For a while there, I was hearing that Lars Sullivan was being referred to as Bruno Sammartino reincarnate. That's true. I did say that. You did. How do we feel about that now? Jokes aside, I watched (laughs) You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Uh, Okay, let let me respond to this first. Okay. A lot of that was based on his uh, ring gear and his style of just basically strongman style, almost circus strongman style. Physical appearance, physical yeah. appearance, uh, coming out in trunks, you know, brutish being looking, a monster and brutish. Yeah, he had a huge head with a huge jaw and a little goatee, and that was you know Bruno had the the mustache there for a little bit. So I there's the, it was a sort of that. Oh my God, he looks like Bruno. Yeah, that was that's where that was that was from. Like Morrow said, like a Jack Kirby painting come to life or drawing come to life. You sure. know what I mean? Like I think that's Nick was looking on the visual aspect, not yeah. on, you know, the personal aspect or the in-ring ability or anything like that. No, it wasn't a one on It wasn't an apples to apples comparison of the two of them. No, <laughs> arguably uh, I'll, the best I'll, I'll wrestler back of all on time. That, I knew I knew what you were shooting for there. I'll get <laughs> yeah. you back on that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to say that Lars Sullivan was going to was going to be the best wrestler <laughs> of all time. He was going to never lose in Madison Square Garden right. and hold the title for a thousand days or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, how do we feel? Uh, jokes aside, I watched You Cannot Kill David Arquette. I urge everyone to check it mm. out. It's truly Can't outstanding. Wait to watch it. And respect that man even more now. Uh, just wow. Mm. Uh, any thoughts on the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament? I haven't heard about this. Ooh, yeah. No, they brought back the Pure Tournament. It's been a long time since it's been around. It's, they're in the middle of it right now. It's what they're doing. Um, it's pretty much the only thing they're doing right now on Ring of Honor. And the Is whole this new Marty putting this together in his new role? Supposedly, yeah. Okay. So uh, one, would, one would assume. Um, so they have a whole new presentation for Ring of Honor, and it's it's pretty snappy looking. I'm not going to lie; it's pretty snazzy. Um, I will I will say I have not been following it as closely as I want to, but I do have some thoughts on it. Did he have any more, or was it just any thoughts on it? Uh, he says he's got Jay Lethal going over Jonathan Gresham in the finals, but curious mm-hmm. if you followed it and who you've pegged to win. I know G One's the priority, and rightfully so. Uh, I'm very interested in that tournament. Thanks for all you do, my friends. Can't wait to uh, watch Clash of Champions with you this weekend. Thank you, Billy. I, I actually would agree. I think uh, Jay Lethal as well. Except that I think that it's Gresham. I think it's the other way around. Ooh, in my in my brackets. Um, I also I think he might be a little old for it, but they might have some love for PJ Black. But I, I haven't kept up on enough to really see how they're treating him. Uh, just going into it based on based on who they are and. Um, I think the the equity that that Ring of Honor would see in them. Yeah. Um, I I think it's most likely we come down to Gresham and Lethal, uh, and I mean, 
I don't think I've really invested yeah, so. a lot. Of- I don't think Dalton Castle's beating Lethal. I'm just I'm trying to remember what matches I know of in there. I know Fred Yehi's in it. I know Silas Young's in it. Matt Seidel is in it. Um, Kenny King's in it. Yeah, but I remember when I saw the the brackets, I was like, oh man, this is this is going down to Gresham, um, and and Lethal, and I don't know if they're going to want to give it to Lethal after everything else. Yeah. So. Hmm. I wish I kept. I had more time to watch more wrestling. I'm very curious to see what Marty's going to do with Ring of Honor if he can be a bit of a renaissance for it. I, to be completely honest, I haven't kept up much with it myself personally, probably since the early 2010s. I, I would hear about it from time to time. You know, Adam Cole was champ there for a little bit, and names that we all know and love were over there at some point and and it's uh, oh everyone went through ring of somewhere, honor somewhere some weird... way it fell off and well, I, I didn't i never went back the the current thought is that they banked too much on the young bucks and the young bucks kind of cut their legs out when they left and took most of the bullet club with them gotcha like the ring of honor was for a long time there the young bucks promotion and then cody as well and like just the whole that feud ran through new japan and ring of honor for a while mm. so it's they they did I think get left in the lurch, a bit, and then WWE bought up a ton of talent. And now AEW's poached a bunch of talent, so the fact that Marty's over there running it now actually doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, so good point. And it also with their with the relationship that they have with the uh, the Bucks and Cody and all of them. I mean, there, there's certain opportunities that I think we're going to see uh, if Ring of Honor can get up and get going again. Yep. Awesome. Uh, thank you very much, Billy. Next up, Kyle says, uh, congrats on Fitty. Thank you. Fitty. Uh, with the debut of Velocity on the WWE Network, I wanted to ask you, what are some of your favorite matches, stories, or angles that have been done or developed on these type of mid-card card shows? Mid-card shows. Oof. Uh, just as an example, uh, I'll provide one of my own in Paul London with him basically getting over by sprinting to the ring week to week, trying to slide out of the other end and finally doing it. <laughs> and the origin of London and Kendrick tag team, mm-hmm. or for the more absurd, the start of the world's largest love machine, Viscera, on heat. Oof. Heat. Oh, heat. Yep. Oh, heat. Uh, also, how do you think wrestling promotions could make these shows more important, or at least in terms of developing acts for TV like they used to? Thank you, Kyle. A uh, lot, que- lot of good stuff in there. Um, I haven't seen the, the, um, the Velocity Thing yet i do know it's there it is on my list of things to watch but as billy pointed out g1 right now um uh, again uh, uh, in addition to all of our other weekly content that we normally watch um uh, what was the actual uh, what are some of your favorite matches stories or angles that have been done or developed on these type of mid-card shows it's it's man tough i gotta because... go way back to like yeah. saturday uh, Saturday morning wrestling kind of stuff to get <laughs> like I gotta go way back for some of these to actually have you know what no I, I, if we'll if we can count 205 live there's some yeah, really sure good we can stuff count that. on I mean, there 205 live it, I, would, I would say it counts yeah uh, the rise of Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander uh, mm-hmm. through 205 live are some of my favorite of recent in recent memory um, I liked TJP's run when they were first kind of getting it getting it going I liked a lot of the stuff that came out of 205 Live and, the, and frankly, the show that it's become today. I hate what they did with Kalisto and uh, Enzo Amore. I feel like it was a dagger in the back to 205 Live because it was such a pure wrestling kind of show. I, I really enjoyed watching that show every week until Enzo went over there. But yeah, some of that stuff was fantastic. Absolutely loved that Cedric and, and Buddy Murphy run. 
That's a really good one. I'm actually I'm trying to think because I have to admit I didn't watch a lot of the secondary shows in the mid 2000s and lately they they didn't have them for a while and then they brought them. I remember seeing like for instance main event for a while there. I remember seeing uh, a match with Jericho and Cody on their way back in the day mm. on main event and it was actually really good because Cody was just starting up and Jericho was basically kind of like showing him the ropes and that one was on my mind recently. I agree they've had a ton of great angles on 205 Live lately, but I don't want to give into recency bias. You know, it's funny, uh, Heat, way back in the day, I remember there was a match with S.A. Rios, and it was one of the first times I ever saw Lita. Um, I can't for the life of me remember who it was against. I want to say maybe it was Crash Holly? I don't remember. Um, it would have been in 99 or 2000 around then, but uh, can't for the life of me remember who it was I remember, but I remember being like that's cool. like S.A. Rios looks cool as hell this chick Lita looks cool as hell um, but unfortunately like you know I did catch some of the Paul London stuff um, and that's so when he when he brings that up like that pops my memory right away I'm like oh yeah that stuff was great unfortunately I apologize nothing else is really coming to my mind right now yeah yeah I was having trouble yeah. digging in the memory banks for the mid-card stuff other than the 205 Live stuff recently yeah Mm. Same here, and, and I, I kind of, I, I don't, I feel guilty in a way that I should remember some of that stuff more, but I, I just totally. Don't. And you look at what's happening right now, where you have guys like Ricochet and Ali going there on main event and just murdering it, putting on insane matches, and no one sees it. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I feel guilty. I'm like, man, how many of those did I miss, or or have I forgotten about? Yeah, you know, over the years. Yeah, good point. Because they because they make those shows feel less important. You get a win on that, big deal. At least dynamite it counts towards your your or, score, or if dark. you will, your win loss record. You oh, mean, sorry, dark. dark. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Dark. It counts towards something. So there's a purpose. Do you okay? Sidebar. Do you feel like if they put main event on YouTube like they do dark, do you think it would get more views and and tie into the show more? No, they need to have angles on at the tie into the show or make the matches mean something. You know, have championship matches or contendership matches be happening on main event. Like, have it actually mean something. Right now, 205 Live, you can do whatever you want on 205 Live. doesn't matter on NXT or main roster. Yeah. They just go out there and have matches. They can continue feuds, but it doesn't matter. So, that's what I'd be curious if, if they took main event and uploaded it to YouTube as free content, if that could drive viewership uh, to the main roster shows in NXT. Hmm. No. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, thank you very much, Kyle. That's a lot of hmm. good, a lot of good thoughts there. Uh, Will James, congrats on the fifty burger. Thank you, Will. I hate I hate being stumped. I gotta I gotta I gotta go. Yeah, remind I'm myself. I'm be thinking about that all night while I'm editing. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put some up in the group. Yeah, Will James, congrats on the fifty burger. Thank you, sir. Thank you. One I'm year a- will align it nicely with the actual AEW anniversary. Fun fact. <laughs> good point. Fun fact. Here's a little history factoid for BWO. If you guys Uh-oh. remember, side uh, T bar. It was the side T bar. It was the uh, the reason that we split the show into two shows a week was because of AEW Dynamite's debut. Mm-hmm. And it kind of nicely lined up with Nick figuring, figuring out all this live streaming stuff and building the command center and all of that. And that was last the first week of October last year. Remember that vividly. Uh, but yeah, that was when we debuted the Saturday show to cover AEW NXT mm-hmm. and SmackDown initially. So yeah, it would be right at a year. Um, and, th- and funny enough... Here we are a year in, and we're moving Saturday to Friday so that we can be even more timely uh, with keeping up with some of that stuff. So Giggity. Yes. Thank you, Will. 
Uh, speaking of which, thoughts on the Meltzer five-star rating for the street fight last week? <laughs> My brief thoughts are that it was a great street fight, one of the best I've seen in the modern era, but I can't buy into rating a non-traditional match that high. Entertainment value, yes, but it's barely a match. And honestly, putting it on an echelon where, and we post, someone posted this in the group as well, we're like, they listed all the matches that aren't five stars, and this match was somehow better than those. No. I, you know, honestly, like anytime, anytime people bring up the Meltzer the rating system, it's the same thing with movies. I agreed with Roger Ebert on a lot of things. A lot of his movies, like a lot of times he would rate movies, especially in his later years. And I would agree with him on his thoughts on movies. I'm a Mark but, Kermode guy. I, that's sure. He's, he's my Ebert. But there's, there was always times where I'd be like, ah, he rated that a little too highly or not enough, or, or we'd have complete and utter disagreements. You're yep. never going to find somebody that you're just 100% in agreement with. It's never going to happen. Um, and in the case of Meltzer, I'd say he's about 85 to 90% for me. We're like, usually he's within half a star of what I think about a match. This is one I totally disagree with him on. This was a four-star match at best, maybe four and a quarter on a sunny day. It was fantastically well worked. It was a brilliant street fight. As, as Will said, it's one of the best I've seen in the modern era. Period. Hard stop. We're referring to the parking lot brawl here? Or? The parking lot brawl match. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, not, I not wanted to make sure. Not the one on SmackDown. There, were, there were were several street clear. fights last week. <laughs> the, no, the one that Meltzer gave five stars right. to. Right, gotcha. And even to his own rating system, that's bunk. Yeah. Um, I, I think everyone would be in agreement that Undertaker Michaels at WrestleMania might be one of the greatest WWE matches of all time. Meltzer gave it, I believe, four and a half or four point seven five. He did not give it five, and that's been one. That's been one that's stuck in a lot of people's throats. Yeah, and and mine as well. Yeah. So here's the thing: Meltzer can do whatever he wants with his stars. He can give them wherever he wants. And at the end of the day, I look at his ratings and say, in general, is he in the right ballpark? And in general, he is. In general, if he says it's a really good match, I agree with him. If he says it's a five-star match, now that you know things start to get questionable because, you know, when you get up that high, everyone starts saying, "Okay, these are amongst the greatest matches of all time." Um, and so that's when the start the debate starts getting hotter and hotter and hotter. No one's going to debate that long if a match is three point two five stars, three point seven five stars. No one's really going to lose any sleep over that. You start giving out five, six, seven stars. You know, start that means matches are getting into the greatest of all time echelon. People are gonna start kvetching. It's why, if you have like top hundred lists, the top five is always where people start going. I can't believe you put that one above this one. Um, in this particular instance, I think Meltzer's wrong. I don't think it's a five star match. Yeah, I think it's a really good match. And on that metric, if you're looking at Meltzer as, as someone who's saying what good matches are, I agree with him. It's a really, really good match. Just not that good. Listen to the listen to what use it as a guideline of what he yeah. one man thinks is a good match. Forget the stars. Chris put it put it very eloquently uh, in the chat. Said Meltzer can shove his stars up his ass. My goodness. <laughs> uh, what, just I mean that's that's aggressive. But um, I like the star rating system because he's been doing it for so long. I, it, it's not any kind of it's it's one person's benchmark in the tech industry. We have ten different pieces of software that we use to benchmark performance, and none of them line up. <laughs> none of them are the same. Mm -hmm. He's one man with an opinion. He's just yeah. been doing it a really long time. No, yes. nobody's ever going to get everything right. Neither is Dave Meltzer. Yeah, 
Uh, I do subscribe to the WrestleMania 25 uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, best of all time. And this is the thing is that and he gives uh, it four know, and a half stars and says Omega Okada is 17 stars, whatever. There's times we sit here and say Jim Cornette is a horrible person. Don't listen to a word he says. Other times we go, damn, Jim Cornette was right on the money on that one. Yeah. People have been doing it a long time. They know what they're talking about. Sometimes they don't. It's just one man. I'm, yeah. I'm just one man. He is just one man. It's just opinions. Right? Exactly. I, I We trashed Raw this week, and I'm sure there's people who listen to the show that loved it. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's just an opinion. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Did, 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 did. Yep. Thank you very much, Will. Jacob. Thank you. Uh, next up, first, congrats to Martin and his fam. See, guys. Amen. Love you guys. Love it. Thank you love for throwing, throwing Martin all the love. This this is amazing. Couldn't think of a decent question. So, what is your favorite kind of sweet and favorite snack food? Mm, thanks, huh. guys, and stay safe. Favorite kind of sweet, favorite kind of snack food. I'm not a sweets guy. I'm a savory, I don't really do I'm a savory guy as well, but I can dude. get into some candy. Oh, yeah. What's your candy? Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, dude. Yeah. Sure. And uh, right. mint chocolate chip ice cream. Crap. That's also, whatchamacallits? Uh, yeah. Whatchamacallit bars, like, you know. I'll mess with a Snickers bar, too, because it's got peanuts in it. Mm-hmm. Got a uh, little savory. Snacks. My go-to snacks are string cheese and Ritz crackers. Uh, if I'm watching a pay-per-view or if I'm watching wrestling or something like that, I'll I'll go get myself a big old grape cap Powerade out of the fridge, and I'll get me two or three string cheeses and a sleeve of Ritz crackers, and that's my those are that's my snacks. God. All right. See, if I'm feeling wholesome, I'll do like carrots and onion dip or like broccoli or something. Or uh, I've got these garlic pita chips and put them in some hummus, mm. you know. <laughs> but if I'm not feeling wholesome, chili cheese Fritos. Oh, yeah. Chili cheese Fritos. Oh, those are good. They're, my, they're like my evil weakness. <sighs> they're, the, they're so bad. They're so good. Like if I'm not paying attention, I'll just destroy a whole huge bag of them. Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Uh, I'm uh, uh, <laughs> literally drooling so much I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And it's, Halloween. Today, it's, so. it's Halloween candy time. Oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, another fun little oh, thing. York peppermint patties. York peppermint patties. That's a uh, those, weakness. Those are That's really a good. sweet one. That's a weak. Those yeah. are really good. Yeah. Uh, it is getting into Halloween. Esther and I moved into this new neighborhood back last December. You guys <laughs> is, it, is it a haunted neighborhood? N- not Please. really. It's a very oh, family-oriented, very large neighborhood. Uh, and I've befriended one person who is the Griswold of Halloween. Uh, he, he's Clark Griswold for Halloween. Has the entire house in the whole front yard. He sent me a video <laughs> of last year's oh, Halloween. And it's you can hear Beetlejuice theme music and there's spider webs and witches and everything everywhere. So I might have put up a post or somebody put up a post about Halloween in our neighborhood Facebook group. And uh, they were asking, how are we going to do Halloween for the kids this year? And I said, I may or may not be shambling through the neighborhood in coveralls, revving a chainsaw. Oh, my God. And everybody lost their minds because it's one of those kind of wholesome neighborhoods that like the, yes. they, just, they put the kids in little witch costumes and take them. Oh, I'm a fan of this guy. Right? Freak out some kids. Make them cry. Yeah, That's what so, Halloween's for. So Nick might be dressing up as a giant man, taking the chain off a chainsaw and just revving some scaring some Come here, little boy. Yes. I just want to say, like, uh, I got my screensaver here on my iPod. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Background. Awesome. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. All right. Next up, Jess O'Connor says, hey, y'all, in light of this being the 50th week, I have not a question but a request instead. Okay. Can you both make a list of your top 50 favorite movies 
and post it to the Facebook group or Discord that would encompass Whoa. any genre from anime, action, horror, etc. Have fun with it. Stay phenomenal, guys. Ooh. I can give you like a top fifth, top ten to top twenty. It starts getting dicey about twenty and beyond. Oh, I can, I can, I could give you a top hundred. I give you a top five hundred. Ooh, that'd be easier. Ooh. I don't know if I could do it in order. I couldn't order it, but I can oh. give you like a just a bleh. Oh, I'll think think I'll do as I don't know if I can get to fifty, Jess. I'll give you. I'll give you twenty and see. I'm where supposed I, see to where be doing a, a thirty-one horror movies for Halloween for in the in the group like just yeah. I'd love to like work ones, backwards. Good from, ones to what? So we get to Halloween and we watch your Sir Ian Dangerous's number one film. But on I Halloween. don't have I don't have a number one. That's the problem. Is what? like it would just be a whole bunch of like good movies that I think are underrated, like and people should be watching. Oh. I'd, I want to you know I don't want it to be like The Omen, The Shining, the the you know things everyone's watched already. I want to throw in a whole bunch of movies that people haven't seen. That's horror palooza, though. So I want uh, I want Sir Ian Dangerous's Dave Meltzer top horror films of all time. Man, I can't do that because again, that's it's like it's like the problem that we always run into on this show <laughs> where we try to do Mount Rushmores, and I go, well, what kind of Mount Rushmore are we doing? Are we doing a Mount Rushmore of technical wrestlers? Perhaps it's historically. What is is it their meaning to the business? Go, I just want to know. So no top thirty one list. Most influential horror movies, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm, I'm I agree, I agree with, with Esme. Please, please, I would love to see Ian's top thirty one horror movies. Save save the here's the ones you might not know about for Horror Palooza. Right. I'm gonna watch all of them. I I always watch all, most of the movies you recommend. I, right. I love it. All right, I'll figure something out. At any rate, yes, Jesse. That that'll be one that we work we work on as well. That would be that would be fun. Mm, definitely. Uh, next up, Josh or the other Josh. Josh Logan says, "Hey guys, this is going to be my first year following the G one in its entirety. Nice. Awesome. And using NJP World has me wondering: Do you think New Japan will be a bigger force in the U.S. if their website was easier to navigate for English speakers? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I if do. they had more than an Amazon app, yes. Yes. If they, if they had an app for Apple TV, if they had." Um, uh, a better a phone app, a mobile app. If they just had a mobile app, they would. I mean, the triple their viewership. Have, the fact that they've spent so little effort making sure that the English language um, shows get up in a timely manner, like it's three days later, but it's mostly Kevin Kelly busting his ass. Yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't, you know, be able to make that work. Um, there's it, no it reason why the they couldn't pipe him in. It's 2020. We've got the technology. It's we did a live stream. I was in London. For, for God's it's sake, it's more because the, t- the time difference for him. I know that. I know that there's other extenuating circumstances. But if they really wanted it to be at the same time, they could make it be at the same time. They could yeah. simulcast it. Yeah. And the fact that they don't, the fact that they're not expending more energy and more effort trying to get a an you know an English language website that's easier to navigate. That's not confusing and you have to have Google translate it for you. The fact that they don't have um, an app on anything else than a Roku, you know, they haven't they haven't tried to get it on a Sony PlayStation um, or anything like that. Like, why wouldn't they get it on a Sony PlayStation? You can you can make crossover yeah. like that like why that's when the boggles my mind. It would take a, a it would take company. a half decent web developer a day. It's a half day's work to take and port an existing app onto this platform. Yeah. And, so and they no, just it's, done it. it's it's maddening, Josh. It is maddening, and, and I just at this point I'm used to their website, and I I have you know 
I've learned how to navigate it, but it's definitely, it's one of those things that when we recommend New Japan to people who are trying it out for the first time, it's one of those things I always cross my fingers that they don't get frustrated with the website because the content is there. And once you figure out like how to get to the content, it's fairly straightforward, but it is definitely for people that are, that are used to the, the WWE network, which is fairly straightforward or any other, like except for Hulu, I can't think of anything that has a worse UI. Um, who whose UI is an absolute it's, it's, atrocity? It, it used to be decent. Now it's just they, they should business. hang whoever developed that UI from their. Tony. I was part of the beta, and we were telling them that every, literally every single person was screaming in the beta. Yeah, this is this is the worst care. thing ever. Stop doing, it. and they just they they went. They were they like, yeah, screw you guys. Well, they're screwed now because all the all the uh, TV networks are taking their shows off of Hulu and starting their own little streaming services. So enjoy Hulu while you can. Uh, talk it's about cannibalization of their own content. You know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Josh. Um, yeah, I'd completely agree. Uh, they would triple their viewership if they just made a mobile app. Yep. You know, or something something easier to get to. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Esme, former booby champ, I should say, <laughs> who beat both of yeah, us. Beat both the hosts. Went from booby champ to beating both the hosts. Yeah. Mm. That mm-hmm. is a redemption right there for the ages. Greetings, pod people. I totally forgot that we're switching the listener questions, so I'm probably last. Story of my life. Quick question. Oh. Give me your three best and three worst movie sequels. Sequels get a bad rap, mm. but I feel like there are sequels that even surpass the first. I'm doing talk to text, so if anything sounds... <laughs> I'm not going to say that, Esme, because you're doing talk to text. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing talk to text, so if anything sounds... I do apologize. Be safe, stay sexy, and as always, be excellent to each other. <sighs> it's funny that you said that when we're talking about bad sequels. The third Bill and Ted movie was garbage. Oh, man. I need to see it now. I've heard people that are love Bill and Ted that loved it, so that's, that's crazy to hear. I loved Bill and Ted. I didn't not mark out at the little moments and references and things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was just it was bad. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest sequels of all time. Agreed. Um, and it's the best Star Wars movie. Everything after Return of the Jedi, with the exception of Rogue One, is hot garbage. Especially the last three sequels. Yep. Um, they are offensively bad. Yeah. Fight me. Especially uh, Last Jet. Last Jedi might be the worst one. I'm gonna say Last Jedi is one of my my least favorite sequels of all time. Last Jedi or Phantom Menace? Which one's worse? Last Jedi. Agreed. Last Jedi. Absolutely. I actually appreciate the prequels. I I appreciate them for what they are. People get wrapped around the axle about Jar Jar, but they forget about the amazing pod racing stuff that we had in there. They forget about a lot of the... You had Darth Maul and the fight at the end, right? There's a lot of good stuff in Phantom Menace. The prequels are not good by any stretch. They're not good. They're In fact, they're pretty damn bad. And they're an example of taking a story that should be a home run and just completely screwing the pooch on it. However, a lot of good ideas are there. Yeah. There's not even good ideas in the sequels. The ideas are bad. It's J.J. Abrams doing masturbatory fan service. The problem is, is that is. then you had, um, what's his name, come in for Last Jedi and completely take everything that J.J. That, that, that had done and throw it over his shoulder, kind of like the lightsaber in the beginning scene. Um, and J.J. already had bad ideas. Like the ideas that we eventually got in the last one, which I... I read about. I didn't even watch. I don't even need to watch it. The ideas were so offensively bad that I, I would have 
I, I would have been mad to have spent money on that. And I was so pissed off by Last Jedi, I refused to spend any more money on Star Wars movies. I, lo- I lost uh, track of how many times I went, what? In oh, the third, dude. In the last one. No, I, I refuse. I ref- the, 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 <laughs> the plot twists that they got. I could go off on this forever, and I, and I, I get really wound up about it because I'm a big old Star Wars guy. Um, Indiana Jones 4, absolute uh, apocalyptically bad. Um, I'm trying to think of other sequels that are just atrocities. Uh, I'm uh, also thinking of the my, big ones. My three best sequels are Empire Strikes Back, Weapon, Aliens, four, five. and Terminator 2. Alien 4? No, uh, Alien was, 2. The Aliens. Alien 2 is one of the best sequels of all time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The three. So she said three wor- best and three worst. Okay. Evil so, Dead 2. I'm going to throw Evil Dead 2 in there as being a great sequel. Yep. Um, trying to think. Meh. Uh, awful. I mean, we could. There's a whole ton of awful sequels that we really want to go to. Jaws 3D. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah. I'm just on. This is on the horror tip. Um, every vacation movie, but the first. <laughs> uh, every. I liked every Christmas Disney Vacation. Sequel. Christmas Vacation is legendary. Uh, every Disney sequel that they ever made, Bambi Two, for oh, example. God. Yeah. No Disney. Are any D- Disney sequels? I did see. More. I recall I did there see the live being action one Milan. that was That's good. Pretty decent. I recall there being one that was good, uh, but there's so many bad sequels. Like the problem is, is that which are the good sequels? I think is more the question because there are very few. Robocop I was actually two was all Terminator Two. What? Terminator Two is great. Yeah, um, that's what, that's one of the great sequels. But no. it's funny to think how the many rest of, of those them were like, garbage. Well, that's the thing. How many, you know, the Terminator's iconic, the Predator's iconic, Alien's iconic. How many of their movies are actually good? Very few. Yeah. Most of them are absolute crap. Uh, beyond the first two. I, once James Cameron walked off, I, I, was, I was done. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking that's to what, it. Return of Jafar, Aladdin Return of Jafar. That was the good one. That was the good Disney sequel. Uh, well, uh, was, is, was Pixar part of Disney at that point? Uh, yeah, Toy the Story second 2? Nolan Batman. Second Nolan Batman. We're throwing him up in the oh, chat. Oh, good one. Yeah, that's a great oh. one. Great example. Oh great god, one. that might make me reconsider Terminator Two. Um, someone threw out Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story didn't really have a bad sequel. No, that's true. All of the Toy Story films are fantastic. Oh, Dumb and Dumber Two. Ugh, it was awful. Guardians I did not laugh, movie. but in it, my inner twelve-year-old really enjoyed that. But I was, I'm, I'm old now, and I'm not in the mid '90s anymore. I don't know if we can count the Marvel movies as being like sequels because it was part of a bigger picture, but Captain America 2 is, might be the best Marvel movie there is. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was good. Thor 2 was bad, but Ragnarok is also one of the best ones. Like, that's Marvel's weird like that. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, the Matrix movies were terrible. The sequels were terrible. Oh, God. Talk about, talk about blowing it. I mean, you, you, had, you had a printing press... To print money, Young Guns which, which too. Yo, someone said Young Don't Guns Don't you too. dare blaspheme! That I'm is, not. That's great. Young Guns <laughs> too. Both Young like Guns. Famous. I consider them one movie. That's the way yeah, I look at them. They are kind of. They kind of are. Kinda like Infinity. The two Infinity War movies. It's you know. It's that's one movie to me. But only one Young Guns movie has the Bon Jovi soundtrack. Possibly John Bon Jovi's greatest song of all time, "Blaze of Glory." Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm. Are you Billy the Kid? William H. Bonnie? <laughs> I remember. I love Young Guns. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, let's see what else you said. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did three of each, I think. I think we did a lot more than 
three of each. We did a lot. We did. We just got to start brainstorming. That was for your redemption, Esme. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Next up, Chris uh, Costanza threw his in using any promotion book. Your fantasy road to mania starting at the Rumble. You're asking for Nick booking? Oh God. Oh God. You want to go first? <sighs> Not really, because I feel like they've already blown Keith Lee and Drew, and that was my that was my booking. Keith Lee wins the Rumble, and then basically they, you know, Drew's got the championship, and they start building up this, you know, epic clash of titans, building up to Mania. Um, now I don't know what they're gonna do. I have no idea. Like I, I mean, I feel like they're I feel like they're gonna go and do. Roman versus Rock, which means they can take the chance on having a Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble. I think they could do Roman Rock without the title, though. That's where this gets interesting. There is no way in hell that Vince is doing it without the title. He took titles off of people where, where the like Kevin Owens and Jericho, where Kevin Owens is universal champion. He put it on Goldberg just so Goldberg and Brock had a title on it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't need a title on Goldberg and Brock. You didn't need a title, but he put one there. So he will he will absolutely have that title on Roman Reigns for that. It'll absolutely be for the title. Um, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. You and I both are on the same page. Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble. Keith and right? Sasha. That's where I'm at. Okay. Yes, and Sasha Banks. Yep. Same. And then Sasha Banks is going to face Bailey at WrestleMania. Sasha Bailey. It'll be the culmination of this of the whole thing. Whole thing. Yeah. Um. And I think that the problem is, is that if Drew retains to WrestleMania, I, I don't, I, the problem is, I think Randy Orton and Edge is a bigger WrestleMania card. I think you might have Randy Orton with the WWE title and Edge comes back and faces him for the title at WrestleMania. That's a much bigger drawing match. Even if it is, yes, it's guys from 20 years ago. That seems to be the case. He doesn't want to build new stars like Keith Lee um, and have them in that slot. He doesn't feel like they're there yet. So there's what I think will happen and what I want to happen. And I think we answered earlier in this, you know, what we want to happen, right? We said we think Keith Lee's going to win. Who would, we want to face, who, who would we want him to face at WrestleMania? And I said Brock. Um, so that would be cool. If, but, you know, then you'd have to have Brock come back and win the title. That would suck. But it would still be a cool match. Could do it with the Universal. But I think realistically, I don't think Keith Lee, I, I don't know if Edge comes back and wins the Rumble and then has a shot at Randy at WrestleMania and what that leaves for Drew and Keith and everyone else like that. <laughs> the U.S. title, I don't know. So, yeah. I, I don't know, Chris, I wish I, I could take more joy in this. Maybe Nick with his Nick booking. Yes, has strap something. in, folks. I'll give you a taste of Nick booking. Right. So Keith Lee comes out in a Sin Cara mask. No. And, oh, okay. You're obsessed with that Sin Cara mask. Uh, Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, but up until this point, we've been... With his new valet, Tony Storm? No. Okay. We've been, uh, up until this point, uh, Randy Orton is currently the champion uh, with his, 14, his 14th championship. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Oh God! You're even getting into the Nick booking like like rhythm of how you speak with it. Okay, let me get let me get let me just make this the short version then. Okay. <laughs> uh, Roman versus Rock non-title 
because he's going to tear down the family and it's going to become a blood feud. It's going to become a family thing. Uh, that sort of thing at WrestleMania. Non-title. He, Roman's not going to be the champion of either Universal or Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, goes on to face Brock Lesnar, who's currently the Universal Champion. Um, last, by the time we get to Royal Rumble, uh, Randy Orton will have his 16th championship. Like, we're going to strap him two more times, and he's going to be tied. John Cena surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble. Ah, uh, there it is, yeah. Wins. And we get John Cena versus Randy Orton for the all-time uh, title, or uh, record who gets the seventeenth? It's like it's it's my one Nick booking thing that I agree with. Like that would be cool. Is Randy versus John Cena again for the final time, but this time for all the marbles. Yeah. And like it can never be like never touch it again. Yep. <laughs> no, nobody's ever going to get that. They high shouldn't yet. touch Randy's it like ever the again last one down. that's got enough title reigns to even be considered. <laughs> and and you got to make it ha- whether it happens this year they're or not, next year. They're I not think happy about that in the chat. Nick. They're not happy about your Nick booking. What? <laughs> John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, Nick Book for you, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. I'd do the women yeah. too if we had more time, but Sasha Banks is going to win. I, it's going to be Bailey and Sasha. Bailey. That's, yeah, that's 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 it. it. Right there. Uh, a couple more to get to real quick that snuck in at the last minute. Sorry, and dangerous. Uh, Brian Lake snuck one in. He said, in, "In this age of remakes and reboots, which current wrestler would you cast in a They Live remake?" In moving the setting from L.A. to Texas Ooh. and signing up Hangman Page to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Thanks for everything. Hangman would be a good one. Hangman would be a good one. Um, damn. Now that you've got Hangman in my mind, I'm having a hard time thinking of someone else. Juice Robinson actually would be a very good one because he's got that same kind of like... That's true. Points. He could chew that line up. Um... Who else? Who else is that kind of attitude? That same kind of feeling that he could, he's a loose cannon that, Ke- could, that could fly off the handle at any moment. Could Kevin Owens fit into that? Whoa. That's going left field and I dig it. That's going left field and I dig Kevin Owens. Is Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Huh. I like it. I'm not mad at that at all. It's such good shit. <laughs> that is some that is some good shit right there. Right. Yeah. All right. I'll 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 buy it. We got one more to get to. Thank you very much, Brian. There's uh, there's your answers for us. And closing us out tonight is going to be one Mr. Jonathan Malo who snuck his in at the last second. Mm-hmm. If I could put Nick's tin foil cap on for a second, imagine during the Roman and Jay match at Clash of Champions, Jay did some twin magic. Hard to believe this would be possible considering Jimmy is out on injury and is not cleared to compete, but man, yeah. it would be such a great spot. My questions would be, do you think <laughs> Jimmy and Jay can pull off a twin magic? Sometimes I have trouble to this day telling them apart. Still have trouble with the eyes and tattoos. Takes me a minute. How would you book this match? It's the tattoos. The only way I can tell them apart. They yeah. could absolutely do twin magic. Yeah, they could. Yeah, long sleeve shirts and it's, it's over. There's no way. Yeah. They used to fool their own mother. Yep. Like they they've they've said in interviews they used to fool their moms they fooled girlfriends before like could they do twin magic a hundred percent will they at Clash of Champions you're right injuries too soon um, but if they were to do that at some point against Roman that'd be I, 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 would, I hated when Bellas did it 
I was never a fan of the Bellas. But if they brought back that concept, uh, you know, the two Hebners or whatever, yeah, yeah, they yeah. brought back that concept, uh, I'm not mad at it. I, I would, I'd be there for it. I think it's more believable with the Usos than it ever was with the Bellas. They don't really look that much alike. They've got completely different body types, especially when they were wrestling. So I, yeah, I would absolutely love to see that. And, and frankly, it's one of those things where you could have Roman going for the pin of some sort, cause some kind of referee distraction, and, and, and get a pin from Jimmy, and, and it would just incense Roman. If they became, well, or if they become a Samoan dynasty and they go heel too. <sighs> That's what I really want. I'm, there you I'm not go. gonna lie. That's what I really want. The bloodline. I, I oh god, yes. Please put it in my freaking eye holes. Ian booking in your eye holes there right there, Mr. Howell. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, what is yeah? Yep. Okay, that was the full question. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Right. That wraps it up. Let me catch up on some bits real quick. Esme threw in a hundred bits at sidebar, sidebar, sideception, side, 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 sidebar, side inception, side, sideception. Thank you, Esme. Uh, Brian, uh, I guess that's Brian Lake, who we just answered, uh, gave 100 bits, said, thanks for a great night, best podcast going. Good night, phenomenal ones. Thank Good night, you. bang. Good night. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, there you go, guys. That was a lot of wrestling tonight, but that was that was ah. one of the more fun recent mailbags uh, that I can remember. Thank you guys for all the great questions. I'm wondering if it's because it's getting fall, it's getting a little chillier outside, especially here on the East Coast. Uh, I'm starting to get those vibes of, tis the season. It's yeah, here. it's still We're, in the 80s here in L.A., and we got the 90s coming up this weekend. So I wish I could feel like it's fall, but today is technically the first day of fall. So that's true. That is it true. It counts, baby. It's coming. It counts. It's coming. Costco's it's got coming, Christmas baby. up already, guys, so not to ruin anything. But I mean, oh, just... stop. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We were in Costco last weekend. Got, the Christmas trees and lights and shit are up the, already. Oh, bastard. Yes. Burn it. Yeah, burn it all down. <laughs> Uh, we got to pick who we're going to raid. We'll be back right after we close out the show, so don't go anywhere. Stick around. We'll do a quick little raid. We'll see who's online. Uh, but, guys, you know where all the links are. BWOPodcast.com for all of them. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWOPodcast. Subscribe to us over on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Open, And get into Patreon at Patreon.com slash BWO. Gentle nudge reminder, as of October 1st here in about a week, we are going to be moving the podcast over to the $5 tier on Patreon. So if you can't make the live shows and you want to still listen via audio, make sure you come over and sign up over on Patreon. All you got to be at is $5 tier. Just buy me an in a beer once a month. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. You can still listen the way that you love I will, to. I will be using it for, well, for beer, for sandwiches. That's true. We will be mm -hmm. feeding Sir Ian Dangerous with, with these <laughs> funds. Thank you guys even more for all of that. Uh, but my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.